Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. And check out our Discord server at greatdetectives.net slash chat. I do want to encourage you to check out my wife's business at lilarose.biz slash Ashira. That's L-I-L-L-A-Rose dot B-I-Z slash Ashira, A-S-H-I-R-A. There you'll find a wide variety of different hair clips, hairpins, and headbands. They are made to fit the styles and taste of a wide variety of different women. It's also made in different sizes to fit different hair lengths and thickness. They make great uh, little thinking of you gifts. And uh, you can check it out again at lilarose.biz, L-I-L-L-A rose.biz slash Ashira, A-S-H-I-R-A. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Mystery is My Hobby, Death Buys Flowers. <laughs> Mystery is my hobby. Ladies and gentlemen, Barton Drake speaking. For tonight's drama, I've selected case history number 122 from my book, Mystery is My Hobby. I call it Death Buys Flowers. And now, back to Glenn Langan for the first act of... Mystery is my hobby. I'm telling you, Ozzy, my system really works. You take my advice and put 500 across the board on limping Luella in the sixth race, and if you don't make five grand, I'll eat your Homburg. Uh, this is your floor, Mr. Brandon. Yours too, Mr. Collier. Huh? Oh, oh, thanks, Charlie. Come on, Ozzy. Let's get back to our little game, huh? Yeah, up and down, up and down. That's all I do all day long, all night long. Me, poor old Charlie Peters, 65 years old and still an elevator boy. <laughs> and me working in a hotel that's crawling with dough. Think fair. All these guys betting thousands on the nags. And me, without nothing. But I got a plan. I'm going to get some money. Enough money to give me a decent burial if I have to kill somebody to do it. Go on up. Go on up, please. Barton Drake carefully raised the gun to his shoulder and sighted along the barrel. He held his breath as he brought the sights in alignment. This was one time he didn't dare to miss, and the target was very small. He exhaled until his lungs were a complete vacuum, then squeezed the trigger. <laughs> Bullseye. Yes, Inspector. You owe me another dime. The gun didn't make much noise. It was only a small daisy air rifle that Bart had bought for a birthday present for his nephew. And as his nephew's birthday wasn't until tomorrow, he wanted to try it out. Wouldn't you? 
<laughs> Air rifles, kids' toys. Yes, but they'll hit the mark if you aim them straight. Yeah. That's ten cents more, Inspector? Yeah, nuts. A police revolver's different. So? Are they, Inspector? You're darn right, especially when you're shooting at a running target. Some murderer who's running away from a crime. It's still just a matter of shooting straight, old I'll man. I'll tell you what I'll do, Bart. What do you do? In case I'll get, you're coming with me, and you'll carry a gun just like I do. Maybe we'll get a chance to take a pop at a guy. Inspector, you sound absolutely bloodthirsty. Yeah? Well, I'm betting you 20 bucks right now that I can stop a guy with a well-placed shot. And without killing him, you understand? And I can do it before you do. <laughs> All right, Inspector, that's a bet. Now, watch this one. Ha! Huh, you missed. Hey, Duke. Duke. Yeah, Charlie. Come on. He's in his room now. I just took him up. Hi. Gosh. We ought to make five or six hundred bucks out of this deal, Duke. I'll have me a swell funeral with a real preacher. Uh, you got pipe dreams, Charlie. Nobody in this hotel's got that kind of dough. Well, they have two got dough. Why, right here in the elevator, I hear them talking about thousands and thousands of dollars. Uh, nuts. Nothing but a bunch of racetrack touts, tin horn gamblers, and small-time theatrical agents. Well, some of them's got fur collars on their coats. Real fur, too. Nah. Uh, here's where he is, on the fourth floor. All right, all right, open the door and let me get going. Now, now just a minute. Just a minute, I want to go over this again. Look, I know what to do. No, 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 we're going over it before I let you off this elevator. All right, all right, make it snappy. Will now, you? this Ozzie Collier's room is kitty corner to the left as you get off the elevator. Look, just tell me the room number. It's 402. Now, uh, you go to this Ozzie Collier and tell him what I told you. Tell him you checked up. You know he's a respectable businessman out in Paducah. But when he comes into the big town, he gambles and bets on horses and everything. Yeah, yeah. Tell him you know all about his wife back home. But that when he's here, he runs around with a dame by the name of Bunny Schultz. Then you tell him you're going to make a trip out to Paducah and take his wife out to dinner. That is, unless he gives you a thousand bucks. At 11 o'clock tonight. Uh, be sure you make it 11 o'clock on the dock. Listen, Charlie, I've blackmailed people before. I know how to work this game. But this ain't blackmail, Duke. Not really. This scheme is safe and honest. What do you mean, honest? Well, you ain't gonna take the money. Well, not now. Even if he offers it to you. You gotta insist that he don't give it to you until 11 o'clock. Why ain't I? Because that'd be against the law. No, sir. Uh, between now and 11 o'clock, I'll go in and see Collier. I'll tell him a beaut about how you lead a life of crime. Boy, I'll pile it on. I'll make up enough dope about you that he'll think he has a chance to blackmail you. When you come back at 11, uh, he'll be so tickled that just as like as not, he'll give me five or six hundred simoleons as a reward for saving himself from you. Now, don't mm. you see that? Well, to uh... be honest, money. Then we'll split the reward. You ain't even going to have to come back in the living room. All right, all right. Hurry up. We open the elevator. Okay, Duke. Now, that, that's Ozzy's room right over there. Now, now, be kind of quiet. All right. His friend, Dewey Brandon, lives in the room right next to him. Don't let him hear you. All right, I won't. What do you take me for? Gosh, this is going to be good. Ozzy, can you? I'm coming in. Gee... Duke's being real tough. <laughs> Gosh, maybe I'll, maybe I'll have a pillow made of flowers that says on it, Dear Charlie, may you rest in peace. Mm-hmm.
Come on, Charlie. Come on. Well, let's get out of here. Quick. Well, I've been waiting for you. Didn't have no other... All right, never mind. Now get this old rattle trap down the main floor. Hurry, will you? All right, all right. What's the rush? Oh, brother, you have the right dope. And if I got that guy caught... It worked, eh? I knew it would. Yeah, I had him down on his knees, begging me that I wouldn't ruin his life. <laughs> Says he wants more time. I told him to have the 5,000 ready at 11 o'clock or else I was off the Paducah. Five thousand, but I said... I said five thousand. You pay off, Charlie. Look, don't you dare go near his room while I come back and collect, see? But, Duke, that ain't honest. You ain't supposed to collect. That's that's really blackmail. Look, Charlie, now on, I'm running this show. And I'm warning you. Don't you go near that room. You do, I promise you tomorrow morning your body will be found floating in the East River. Nothing's going to stop me from collecting that five grand. You understand that? Nothing. Now open the door and let me get out of here. Doggone you, Martin. Another bullseye. Right, Inspector. That makes two dollars and thirty cents you owe me. Okay, give me the gun. It's my turn. Right. Mr. Gunn, Inspector. Pay me. I ain't gonna do it. Got 15 minutes before Duke comes back. I'm going in and tell Mr. Oliver the whole thing. I'm too old to start out on a career of crime. Darn that Duke anyway. Should have known he was no good. Didn't go out. At least not down the elevator. Ain't locked. Chains on, though. Mr. Oliver. Mr. Oliver. No, he ain't out. Chain wouldn't be on. Mr. Oliver. Maybe he's sick. I'll get my little mirror off the elevator. Grat that duke. Bet he gave the guy a heart attack. And this mirror ought to work. Used it once before when old Mrs. Mulberry died in her sleep. Uh, just stick it through the crack in the door. Yep, he's there all right. Lying on the bed, he's... Hey, holy breadcrumbs. He's bleeding. There's a knife sticking out of his back. Help! Murder! Police! I gotta get the police. I gotta, gotta, gotta get the police. Good shooting, Inspector. That was a bullseye right enough. <laughs> you can knock off a dime. That makes only uh, five ten, are we? Right, you are. My turn again. Uh, there's a phone. I'll get it. Probably for me anyway. They know down at headquarters that I always come up to your place on Saturday night. Okay, I won't shoot until you're through. Wouldn't want you to think I was cheating. Yeah. Speaking. That's all. Sure. Hold everything until I get there. I'll be right down. Okay, Bart. Put up that pop gun. You're coming with me. Yes, where to, Inspector? There's been a murder down at the Green Star Hotel. No kidding. Well, certainly a good place for one. Some guy tried to cover up a knife, and another guy's back. Cover up a... Well, that's uh, usually a pretty tight fit, isn't it? Don't be funny. Come on. On the way, we'll stop at the station and pick you up a police special. 
Maybe this is the night that we'll get to do some real shooting. Let's see. That bet was for uh, $20, wasn't it, Inspector? Yeah. And you might as well get out your checkbook right now. There's a new fishing pole I've been looking at lately. It's just 20 bucks uh, without the tax. And now, back to Glenn Langan for the second act of... Mystery is my hobby. He's in his room, gentlemen, lying on the bed, and the bed all covered with blood. What room is he in, Mr., uh, uh... uh Charlie Peters is the name. <clears throat> Been running an elevator nigh on to 50 years, man and boy. Okay, what room's he in? Uh, 402. I'm taking you there now. I didn't have nothing to do with it, gentlemen. I, I haven't been off my elevator all evening. Yeah? Well, then how did you discover the body? Well, I... Never I, mind, never that. I'll get to that later. What's the name of the corpse? R.C. Collier. He, he's a big man from Paducah. This is the room right here, gentlemen. Right chains off. Well, that's interesting. What's so interesting about that part? All these old hotel rooms have night chains. Yes, I know. But not any of them that are on at this hour. It might be interesting to learn how the murderer got out and fastened the chain after him. Well, they probably went out the fire escape. Oh, no. No, gentlemen. This room has no fire escape. It's an inside room. Uh, there's a building with a solid brick wall built right next to this one. Only 18 inches between them. You seem to know an awful lot about this building for an elevator boy. Well, I've been working in this hotel for the past 32 years, sir. <laughs> you satisfied, Inspector? Huh. Well, maybe use the ladder. Inspector, four floors up and only 18 inches between buildings. It couldn't be done. Well, maybe it was a human fly. There's a circus in town. Uh, well, come on, come on. Let's get this door open. Uh, I have a pair of strong nippers, sir. Uh, we've used them before to cut chains like this. Well, get them, get them. The corpse is getting cold. Yes, sir. I, I have them right here in the elevator. <laughs> Nosy little guy. <laughs> well, a chap like him would be a bit odd, Inspector. Imagine nothing but going up and down for over 50 years, never getting anywhere. Yeah. Here. Here they are, gentlemen. Uh, no, I'd like to tell you about this. Give them here and shut up. Uh, I'll just slip them through the crack here and... There. Uh, I a struggle. Just a chair tipped over. Yeah, probably knew who did it. Didn't suspect nothing. Poor devil. Hmm. Nothing spectacular about the knife. You can buy them anywhere for 98 cents. Could be fingerprints. Yes, but I doubt it. Someday somebody is going to commit a murder and leave fingerprints. You watch. Well, I didn't have a thing to do with this, gentlemen. I, I wouldn't kill a fly. Well, go on back and run your elevator. We'll call you if we want you. Yes, sir. I'll look in every trip. Uh, One sir. thing I hate is some punk is always butting in. Inspector, look here a minute. Yeah, what? This window. It's open. Yeah? So what? There's no fire escape, no rope, no ladder. What's that get you? Yes, I guess you're right. But there is a window just a couple of feet away opening into the next room. Yeah. But it's closed. And it's locked. There's a guy in there asleep in the bed. I can see him. He hasn't got a knife sticking out of his back, too, has the inspector? Don't be silly. Well, you look around, Bart. I'm going to call headquarters and let them know who this guy is. Right, you, Inspector. Yeah. Hello, desk. Inspector Danton of the police. Get me the department. You might nose around the hall, too, Bart. Oh, I don't know what for. <laughs> when are we going to have our target practice, Inspector? That'll come. It always does. <laughs> Hello, Mickey. Danton. Yeah. Better than last year's funny paper. Victim's name's Ozzie Collier. He's from Paducah. Huh? What's that? 
Well, say, maybe you got something. Uh, Mrs. Lucy Collier from Paducah picked up for disturbing the peace, huh? Trying to break into a Miss Bunny Schultz's apartment, eh? What time, Mickey? About 10.45, huh? Well, good, good. Send her over, will you? And have the boys pick up this Schultz dame and bring her over, too. And while you're at it, send over the meat wagon. See you later, Mickey. Well, I'll be... Did I hear you mention the name of Bunny Schultz, sir? Huh? What are you doing back here? I told you to run the elevator. Well, I said I'd drop in, sir. What do you know about Bunny Schultz? Well, she was a deceased girlfriend, sir. Look, thanks for the information, but will you please get back in that elevator? I got some friends who'll soon want to come up. Yes, sir, but I would like to tell you about... Get back in that elevator before I run you in. Yes, sir. Uh, Yes, sir. Hey, Bart, you still here in the hall? Yes, Inspector. Didn't you tell me to nose around? Yeah. Well, stick your nose up in the air and see if you smell what I smell. Huh? Go ahead. Take a sniff. Hey, Bart. Chloroform. That's right, Inspector. And it's strongest here at the door of 404, the room right next to our non-speaking friend. Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go on in. There's a guy in there laying on the bed. Maybe he's dead, too. We can't go in. This door's on the night chain, too. Yeah, damn those guys. They never make it easy for the cops. Where's Charlie and his nippers? I sent him back to run in his elevator. You st- Inspector. Well, how was I to know there'd be another stiff? I'll go ring for the elevator. No, wait a minute, Inspector. I can make it quicker than that. How? I'll go in and out of the windows. But the window to this other guy's room is closed. Well, in a case like this, I believe it would be permissible to break it. You wait here for our friend Charlie in case I don't make it. Okay. You again? Uh, Inspector, I've been wanting to tell you... Well, go on, go on. What is it this time? What's that? That's Bart. He just broke the window to 404. There's a man in there, chloroformed. Mr. Brandon? Is that his name? Yeah, Dewey Brandon. He was a dead man's best friend. They used to play cards together. What was it you wanted to tell me? Well, I... Oh, never mind. Here's Bart. Come in, Inspector. This room stinks. Might as well knock the rest of the glass out and let some air in. Is he... is he dead? No, he's breathing. Come on, fellow. Wake up. Wake up, you're all right. Get a glass of water, Charlie. Uh, Yeah. I'll bet that same guy did this as did any other one. I wouldn't be surprised, Inspector. Here's the water. Thank you, Charlie. <clears throat> hey, what the... Who Who are you? What did you do that for? You didn't want to sleep all night, did you, my friend? Huh? Oh, oh yes, now I... Now I remember. Did you catch him? Did he hurt Ozzy? Hey, who are you? One thing at a time. We're the police. Oh. Now, tell us about this man you want us to catch. Well, I, I don't know who he is. I I heard a fight in Ozzy's room, and then I... Wait a minute. What time was this? Oh, about 10.30, I think. Go on. Well, Ozzy is a friend of mine. We we play cards together. I see. At this moment, who owes who? Well, to tell the truth, Ozzy owes me about $6,000. You're going to have a hard time collecting. Why? Ozzy's good for it. Not now he isn't. He's dead. Oh, so that's what this is all about. Let's hear some more. Well, when I heard the commotion next door, I knocked on the wall and asked Ozzy if he needed some help. And then I 
I heard a scream. I Well, I didn't know what to do. Why didn't you just open your door, go to his room, and help him? Well, I tried to, but Ozzy's night chain was on, and I couldn't get in. Okay, that checks. Well, then I came back into my room and was just about to phone downstairs for help when a, when a man came climbing in my window. I see. Had your window been open? Well, I think so. It's been a warm evening. Well, I made a dive for him, and he hit me on the side of the head here. There ought to be a bruise. Sure, it's sore enough. Mm, yes, it's a bit red. Well, I guess I was knocked out for a minute, because the next thing I knew, I was lying on my bed, and this man was holding a wet cloth to my nose. It smelled like chloroform. That's about all I remember. Can you describe this man? I sure can. He was dark and heavy set and had a kind of a gruff voice. That's Duke. Man, yeah. who's Duke? Well, I've been trying to tell you. Duke's the guy who did the killing. He must come back early and done it. Come on, Charlie. Sing a little louder. Uh, well, uh, I wanted to have a nice funeral. Uh, so Duke and me had a little scheme to get a few hundred bucks from Mr. Collier in there. Only Duke wouldn't work it the way I wanted to. He said he was going to blackmail Mr. Collier for $5,000 on account of Mr. Collier was running around with a blonde while he still had a wife in Paducah. I told Duke he couldn't do it. Only I guess he did. He was supposed to come here at 11 o'clock to collect. I see. And where can we pick up this Duke guy? I don't know. He was supposed to meet me here at 11, but he never showed up. I'll get it. I'll get it. Hello, Denton speaking, police. Oh, fine. Hold him there. We'll be right down. Don't make him suspicious. Speaking of Duke, that's him now. He's downstairs and wants to see you, Charlie. Uh, can I go see him? Sure, only Barton and me will be right behind you. Come along, Brandon. Now you step out of the elevator first, Charlie. We don't want to scare this guy. Yeah, I... Uh, yeah, anything you say. Hi, Duke. Charlie, I didn't do it. I didn't kill a guy. I, I had nothing. I... Sheepers, cop. Hey, stop. Stop, you. Shut our fire. Okay, you Ashford. You missed, Inspector. Now it's my turn. Hey, you dropped him, Bart. Well, uh, at least he's down. Well, some shooting, Bart. Hey, you knocked the heel off his shoe. Is this the man, Brandon? Well, I... I Come on, is it? Yes, I can state that positively. That's the man. Wait a minute, you're lying. I never saw this mug before in my whole life. I saw his face so plain when he came through the window. I couldn't be mistaken. Hey, Bart, here's the bottle of chloroform came in, laying here on the bed. Let me see. Inspector, I'm surprised at it. Huh? Why? This is an empty liniment bottle. Well, it smells like chloroform. Yes, of course it does. Most liniments contain a large quantity of chloroform. It's excellent for reducing pain and sore muscles and bruises. But, but, but... I'll get it. Inspector Diamond speaking. Yeah. Is that so? Wait a minute. Hey, Bart, they yeah. got this Bunny Schultz and Collier's wife downstairs. Shall we have them set up? No, no, unless you want to have them take a look at the body. We don't need them, Inspector. The murderer of Ozzy Collier is right here in this room. And now, back to Glen Langan for the conclusion of... Mystery is my hobby. I said the murderer of Ozzy Collier is right here in this room. 
Well, uh, stop looking at me, Mr. Drake. I didn't... I'm not looking at you, Charlie. I'm looking over you, directly at Mr. Dewey Brandon. Have some more of Mike Fat Dixon's Mandarin Duck, Charlie? Uh, don't mind if I do. Fine. Inspector? Oh, <clears throat> I'm full. Uh, it's too bad. There you have it, gentlemen. The motive was a large poker debt the collier owed Brandon. He refused to pay, so Brandon killed him. Oh, if Duke had only been honest, I'd have had enough money for a nice funeral. But hey, Bart, how was it that Brandon was able to describe Duke so well? Duke says he'd never seen him. Easy, Inspector. When Brandon heard Duke knocking at Collier's door, he peeked out of his own to see who it was. Yeah, sure. Don't forget, Collier was killed in his own room. Brandon then put on the night chain on the door. He figured it would confuse us. Then he climbed out of Collier's window into his own room and closed and locked his window. The mistake he made was by putting his own night chain on. The door was the only means of exit, so the murderer had to be still in that room. Murderers are always dumb, I say. Now take that chloroform stunt, knocking himself uh, out. Uh, uh, he didn't do that, Inspector. Brandon simply took that chloroform liniment that he'd been using on that bruise on his face and spilled it over the bed. The smell of chloroform was all he wanted. Then he didn't put himself to sleep? Of course not. If he had, where was the rag? Huh. Besides, you can't wake up a drugged man simply by throwing water in his face. That type of sleep has to be walked off. You know that. Well, that's it. Here, Bart. Here's a 20 I owe you. But, uh, what for, Inspector? For that nice piece of shooting you did. Knocking a man's heel off when he's running away from you. Oh, uh, yes, uh, thank you, Inspector. Well, uh, now I want to tell you uh, about Charlie, the way... uh, don't you think it's about time you were going, uh, the elevator and all? Well, yes, I guess maybe I'd better... Good, I'll walk to the door with you. Come on. Yeah, sure. We'll be back in a minute, Inspector. Okay. Charlie. What? I'm going to see that you get that funeral. Flowers, preacher... Everything. Well, thanks, Mr. Drake, but what, what do you want to do that for? Shh, keep still. For keeping quiet about my shooting, a little honest blackmail in reverse. You're uh, shooting? Yes, you know as well as I do, I didn't shoot off Duke's heel. He ripped it off himself when he tripped over the step. Yeah, I was going to tell the inspector. Yes, I know you were. Well, don't see why you don't tell him. Be cheaper than paying for my funeral. Because how I did it is a mystery to the good inspector, and you know, Charlie... Mystery is my hobby. Ben Langan will return in a moment. Mystery is my hobby is written by Fred Howard and directed by Dave Titus. Tonight's episode was based on a story by Ray Wilson. And now, here's Glenn Langan with a word about next week's story. Thank you, Bruce Buell. Next week, plan to be with us when I bring you case history number 123. It's a story of a gamble with murder. I call it Death Draws Deuces.
Welcome back. Well, despite the elevator man is insisting repeatedly that his plan was the honest way, I'm pretty sure that it wasn't technically extortion. But essentially, he's uh, what was wanting to create a fraudulent plan to trick his victim into giving up his money. And that, by definition, is fraud. So I would not consider that honest. As I was listening to this episode uh, and Inspector Danton's idea of competing with Barton Drake to determine who's the best shot by shooting at live criminals, I was thinking, you know, this is the type of thing that help pave the way for Dragnet. I mean, could you imagine, because they had Martin Drake getting a police special from headquarters in order for this uh, competition with Inspector Danton to go forward. I mean, just imagine the guy who's in charge of the armory. Hey, Inspector Danton, what do you want? Oh, I just need to check out a uh, policeman special. Oh, I see. Uh, for who? For my friend here. Uh, I don't seem to recognize him. Well, he's not a police officer. He's actually a mystery writer and amateur detective. Okay, so why are we giving him a gun? Well, you see, I, we're having a little bit of a debate as to who is better at shooting. And I, what I'm saying is that when it comes to shooting live fleeing suspects that I would be better at it than him. So why don't you get me one of those guns so we can have a friendly little competition about it? How do you know that you're going to have any suspects to shoot? Oh, don't worry. There'll be a suspect to shoot. I'm sure of it. Uh, I think I better talk to the captain. And the whole idea about Anton bragging about being able to fire disabling shots, that also doesn't tend to be a tactic the police favor currently, and I doubt they favored back in the 1940s. And you can just imagine a police officer listening to this program going, oh no, 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 that, that wouldn't happen, no. And of course, you would hope that people would know the difference between fiction and reality. And some people say that uh, entertainment impacts people. Some disagree. But you can definitely understand why police listening to a program like Mystery is My Hobby might feel that their profession is not being treated uh, with the seriousness that it uh, deserved. And of course, when you get into something like Dragnet, you have protagonists who very rarely end up drawing their guns and would not be the type to bet that they would get a chance to shoot at a suspect. And now we turn to listener comments and feedback and have a comment from Lawrence. And he writes over on Facebook, some other voice identification from this episode besides Wally Mayer was General Dexter was portrayed by Francis X. Bushman and his granddaughter played by Peggy Webber. As a postscript, uh, Miss Webber is still with us at the age of 95. Well, thanks so much, Lawrence. I'm not great at the uh, at the voice identification. Certainly, I think there are listeners who are better at it than me, so I appreciate that. I tend not to look for Francis X. Bushman in Hollywood productions because I tend to associate him with New York uh, for some reason. But I think he he you know 
you know, was in a lot of early movies in Hollywood, so I have to adjust my thinking on that. Uh, but thank you so much for the comment, Lawrence, and now I want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Mr. Achilles, Patreon supporter since July, currently supporting us at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. That will do it for today. If you are uh, listening on YouTube, be sure to subscribe and mark the notification bell, as well as liking this individual video. Join us back here tomorrow for Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar, and then we will be back next Thursday with another episode of Mystery Is My Hobby. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.